Hey there, it's Mark Fig, and welcome to the Hobbyist Hangout Podcast, a podcast for the professional hobbyist in all of us. If you're the type of person who picks up a lot of hobbies, gets very interested very often, and by very interested, I mean that you go all in. You're buying the supplies and the gear and the materials that get started before you even know what you're doing, then you're in the right spot. In the first episode of the Hobbyist Hangout Podcast, we covered the general hobbies, what is a hobbyist, and what is it to have many hobbies. We talked about the time that goes into different hobbies, as well as money, the cost that happens. But we also talked about the definitions, what it means to have a hobby, and also the benefits of having hobbies as well. If you didn't check out that first podcast, you can check that out now. In today's episode, what I want to talk to you about is one of the longest running hobbies that I've actually had. And it's more than a hobby, because for me, this has actually become a way of life. And the topic of today's podcast is going to be about bullet journaling. This is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Not only have I been bullet journaling for four years now, but I've also been able to create a little side hustle off of bullet journaling as well. And by side hustle, I just mean that I get this great opportunity of I started up a social media account, Men Who Bullet, both on Instagram and on YouTube. And I've also had a great opportunity and been very privileged to be able to work along with some other stationary companies out there that allow me to have the opportunity to express my creativity through planning, through customized art journaling and bullet journaling, which is the foundation of everything that I do. So in today's episode, what I want to talk to you about really is what is bullet journaling and give you a little background and history of the system within itself and talk about Ryder Carroll, who created the system. And I also want to talk to you about my history with bullet journaling. Everybody has a different experience with the system. There are some individuals who start very strong, but it fades out because they get too overwhelmed. There's other individuals who follow it to the rule, to the T, exactly as it was originally created. And then there's others who have taken it to the extreme. And I don't mean that in a bad way necessarily, but it's become an art form of sorts. It's an expression of yourself and how you use it. And that within itself is a whole other podcast topic, talking about traditional bullet journaling and art journaling or taking it to where it is, as you see online. But I want to share with you my experiences. I've learned about it. What have I learned? What's the good? What's the bad? And I also want to share with you probably the five best tips that I have or things to know about bullet journaling if you're interested in getting started yourself. So first and foremost, what is bullet journaling? Now, bullet journaling is a super flexible and it's an analog system. It's created by Ryder Carroll, who we'll talk about in just a second. And the overall goal or theme or explanation of bullet journaling is that it helps you track the past, organize the present, and plan for the future. It's kind of the slogan of bullet journaling. I didn't make that up. So the bullet journal, or Bujo for short, was created by Ryder Carroll. And when I first learned about Ryder and what he was doing with bullet journaling, I immediately connected with him because he's actually a digital designer, as am I. So right away, I was like, yes, this guy, obviously it works for him, so it's going to work for me. And as I learned more about Ryder Carroll and the reasons behind this, and there's actually a really cool bullet journal biopic out there right now, and also the bullet journal book as well, you learn about Ryder's background and how the bullet journal was created or what he did with it. Now, Ryder himself was diagnosed with learning disabilities early on in life, so he had a really hard time organizing his thoughts and gathering them together. And what he did essentially was use probably every single method that everybody else has used, list and post-its and things like that and apps. But what he did was able to pull together this overall system that helped him be more organized, 
but also it helped him really focus on intentional living. This idea of knowing what's going on, being aware of yourself, your emotions, your feelings, the things around you. It's one of the things that I actually love the most about the bullet journal is just about being productive in these lists and you know feeling great about checking things off. I love going back and reading through old journals to see what I was thinking, what was going on, and just take a step back and say, man, remember when this was a really bad time and super stressed out about that project? So glad that it got better. Or maybe it was someone you were working with and you really miss connecting with them because you were meeting with them inside or outside of work and making events and tasks. Or maybe you really miss somebody that you used to have a really close connection with but fell out of touch with. Remind you, maybe I should send them a message, see how they're doing. Bullet journaling is more than just those tasks and those dots and the materials that go into it. It's about what you put into it, and it really does become a very personal thing within itself. You can learn so much about bullet journaling on their website, bulletjournal.com. That's where I went the very first time that I decided that I was going to dedicate the time and attention to creating a bullet journal. My history with the bullet journal as a whole actually started way before I actually ever started. I come from a very digital background, as I was just saying. I love productivity and organization, and I love apps. I love tech. I love finding new cool things and using them. The problem is, is that I get deep into them. This is where that like collector of hobbies comes in. I get deep into an app, try to learn how to use it, but then something else comes along. And suddenly my attention goes to that because there's something bigger or better that I want to try out. And you put so much time and thought into one thing and then easily you're like, hey, how do I try to use this now? And then you're trying to balance like multiple apps it gets it gets all kind of crazy but one of the things i used for the longest was actually evernote because i thought i only wanted to be digital i didn't want to have notebooks and papers and everything else with me all the time i wanted to be able to type into an ipad or my phone and take it along with me and use that as my golden source of information the problem with evernote for me personally is that I was putting a lot into it, meaning I was putting my notes, my meeting notes, I was putting sketches and designs in there, but I wasn't taking anything out of it. I wasn't actually using my tasks or my to-dos and checking them off. I wasn't using what I now know as a daily log or rapid logging as a way to keep on top of myself to move things forward. And I lost myself in it. It just became such a hassle to try to find my notes or search for them or hope that my handwriting was good enough that the app could find it in side of my mess. And I would talk about this a lot. One of my good friends, Monique, she's actually the one who told me about bullet journaling to begin with. She knew me so well. We worked together for a while and she knew what I was trying to accomplish. And she's very process minded and she is always looking for cool things. Aside from the music that I love that we share, it was another thing that we talked about being productive and how we could be better at it. So she introduced me to bullet journaling. And I remember taking a look at the site for the very first time or the system itself. It was probably an article that talked about it. And immediately I was turned off. And I was turned off because it just seemed like too much. There was dots and there was arrows and there was referring back and forth to pages and it just seemed like a lot of work. So I put it away. I decided that it wasn't something that I was actually going to do. I just didn't give it enough time and attention, to be honest, at the time to really think about the importance that this thing could be in my life and what I've learned, the value that it's brought into what I do. So about a year after I was first introduced to the bullet journal idea, I decided I was going to give it a go. It's been four years now since I started. I actually started my very first bullet journal in April of 2017. That's also the same time that I started up my Instagram 
men who bullet because I wanted to chronicle my journey with bullet journaling and maybe also inspire others who had come across the same issues that I had as well. If you're interested in ever checking out that flip through, if you go to my YouTube channel, just youtube.com slash men who bullet, I have a whole flip through of that very first bullet journal. You can see the, the mess and my learning that happened inside of that journal. It's crazy to look back on it now. But when I got started with it, I just had a pen. I wasn't worried about stationery or anything extra at the time. And I had my notebook. I actually just went with the Loistrom 1917. It is what I saw a lot of people using online. Just so you know, I did a lot of research about bullet journaling before I actually started with it. I wanted to make sure if I was going to put time and attention into it, that it was going to work. So because there's a lot of different ways you can take on the bullet journal. I'll talk a little bit about that in this podcast. But really, the big focus here was learning the rules. I went to bulletjournal.com. Ryder actually has some really great videos on there to get started, especially for me, the idea of these signifiers and these different areas of the notebook, these collection pages and these future logs and all these things that were kind of crazy by themselves, they definitely seem like a lot. But when you actually sit down and really understand what it means to rapid log, what it means to use bullets, what it means to use task and migration, it all starts to work itself out because it is an actual process of going through and it all makes sense as you go through with it. As I mentioned, if you look online for bullet journaling, you're going to find a variety of different approaches to the bullet journal. You are going to find the by the rule purist, I call it bullet journal purism, which is following it to the T, the exact rules that Ryder has set up for this. And then you're gonna find the other extreme, which has moved into like custom journaling or art journaling, where you're going to see these very ornate and designed pages. And there's a big riff sometimes between a purist and a creative journalist that use bullet journaling as a foundation of what they do, because people will say, well, that's a waste of time to draw out your doodles or your pages or these custom pages. It's about rapid logging. It's about writing the date at the top and then just rapid logging your notes down for that day. And for me, I wanted to get a few things out of the bullet journal personally. The first thing I wanted to do was ensure that I was being productive. So I knew that from a certain perspective, I needed to follow the rules, especially up front. And I tell anybody who gets started with bullet journaling just that. Follow it foundationally first. Do it by the rule. Take each one of these steps and get really good at it before you even think about building out your own page design or adding extra doodles or any color to it if you don't want to. Make sure that first and foremost that you are being productive with this thing. Now, I will not say that I am a purist because I definitely like to design out my pages because I also wanted to focus on a few other things for myself. I wanted to focus on my handwriting. I'm a lefty and things get real messy sometimes. So I really want to focus on coming up with a style that I was going to be able to keep and work with, which I did. I write in all caps. That seems like such a small, weird thing. But I remember early on that my dad wrote in all caps. And when I was in school, that was not something you were ever told you could do. And for whatever reason, I felt like writing in all caps for me was like, that was going to be my thing. The other thing is when I was in high school, I thought I wanted to be an architect. And I loved the way that architect's handwriting looked like. And I loved the way that an architect's handwriting looked. So I wanted to try to emulate that. I never quite got there. But bottom line is I was focus on that. And then the other thing was design. I'm a designer. I like being creative and I wanted to focus on ways that I could bring that into my day to day. So lettering, using color, building out grids, those are all things that I love about design and I wanted to bring that into my notebook. Now, when you do your own research, if you just went into Google right now and typed in bullet journaling, you're going to see a lot. 
First, you're going to see bulletjournal.com, and you're going to see the rules of that there, as you should. It's been around the longest. The SEO value is strong there. That's where you do want to go first. But you're also going to see a lot of blog posts. You're definitely going to see a lot of visuals. If you just go to Pinterest or you even just, again, go to Google or if you go to Instagram and type in bullet journal or bullet journaling, you're going to see a vast majority of things and especially with something like Pinterest and Instagram, think about it. That's why I tell people too, like if they try to argue with me that I'm not actually bullet journaling, don't go to those places if you want to just be a purist with the system. Because Instagram and YouTube and Pinterest, all of these, they are a visual platform. If you just saw a page with some bullets on it and words, there is a very niceness to it. Don't get me wrong. I love a nice clean page. But it's not very visually interesting. And sometimes that's what people want out of their bullet journal. But it also can be a bad thing because you get so overwhelmed by seeing those pages that you don't actually focus on the productive parts of it. So let's talk real quickly about the main components of the bullet journal. Because if you're interested in getting started for yourself, all those things that I said I was overwhelmed with at first, hopefully I can explain to you to a certain extent what goes into that and why it's an important part of the entire system. Now, visually, I can't show you because this is a podcast, but if you want to find out more, take examples. Again, I'm just going to always refer you to bulletjournal.com just because that is the main source to go to get all of these things. The very first thing that we're going to talk about is the index. It's actually the first few pages of a bullet journal. And the index is the brain of the operation. That's what I always call it anytime that I describe the index. It's your table of contents for your entire journal. If you've ever had a notebook and you've just jotted down notes inside of there, but then someone asks you a question and you try to find them again, you can't, right? You spend so much time flipping through that notebook trying to find a keyword or something that's going to help you remember what it is that you were talking about. And that's a waste of time. So what you do with the index is you actually write down the page number and you write down the topic that's on that page. So if you are writing your tasks for this week, inside of your index, you would write page 11 and 12, let's just say, and that would be this week's tasks. And anytime you need to find tasks or topics around certain ideas, you jot them in your index. If you write something about a project, you're gonna write that in there. And some of your index pages might actually have a few pages to it. That's the thing about bullet journaling specifically and using the index is that you're not going to be able to pre-plan your entire notebook for an entire year or six months, however long this is going to last for you. It doesn't work that way. So having a space that you can go and write down these notes and easily find things in the future is going to be really important. The next thing that I like to do inside of any bullet journal is actually use a sticky note or you can write this on the paper itself, but it's setting up a key. And what that is, is going through all the main signifiers that are a part of the bullet journal system. These are used for rapid logging, which is the note-taking portion of bullet journaling but it's also used for moving things around inside of your notebook. So the very first thing and the first signifier and the reason a bullet journal has its name is because of the bullet, the circle, the unnumbered list icon, that bullet there, that's your task, that's your action, that's your verb. And you're going to use that bullet anytime there's something that you have to do. If you have to call your friend tomorrow to ask him a question about a topic, you would write a bullet call friend about this topic. And that's that to remind you that you need to accomplish that. Email back David about X project. Call mom. Things like that. Those are as simple as those tasks need to be. And anytime you have an idea of a task or something that needs to be done, you're putting that inside of your notebook. It doesn't have to necessarily be all around one topic. They could just be random thoughts. There's something called a brain dump. 
I think is probably a better word for it, but you're just listing out everything inside of your brain and getting that out on paper. So a bullet is that task, that thing that you need to accomplish. And that's what you're going to X through when you complete that task. And it's a wonderful feeling. The next thing is a dash. This was probably the hardest one for me to get to use, especially with rapid logging, because I was so used to putting a dashed line and then a task that I needed to try to accomplish versus a bulleted list of items. It's just changing your brain a little bit on that. So bullet means task verb thing to do. The dash is used for a note. So it's something that you don't want to forget, but it doesn't mean that it has an action with it necessarily. A note could just be something that you're writing down to remember about a project you're working on or a meeting that you're in or an idea that you have, but it's not something that you have to really do anything with necessarily. Now, sometimes a task might have a note under it as a reminder, but for the most part, we'll keep it simple and just say bullet, a dot for a task, dash for a note, and then an open circle is going to be for an event. Now, the event usually for me, I use my bullet journal a lot for work. So my circles are events or meetings or appointments or things like that. But an event can also be something that happened that day. It's a moment in time. It could be a birthday. It could be the day you got a promotion. It could be the day that you had a baby. Those are things that you're not usually going to forget. But it's really cool, like I mentioned earlier, about being able to go back and look at these journals and remember those really cool things or moments that have happened. So those are the main three things that you need to get started. Now, as you go down, you have the X out, right? You're going to cross out that bullet when you've accomplished your task. You're going to use uh, signifiers like exclamation points or an asterisk. And that's going to help you take a task and make sure that you get it done. It's a priority item. You don't want to miss it. It's a really great way to do that. I know some other people highlight the really important things they need to try to accomplish. But if you're keeping it simple and you're only using a pen and your notebook, putting an asterisk or an exclamation point to it is a really easy way to remember that it's that important. The other two are migrating. So the way you use these migrators are, it's a left bracket or a right bracket. So if you're using the right facing bracket, that means that you're going to migrate a task to the future. So it's gonna be for like the next week, or maybe you're moving it into another collection page, which I'll talk about in just a minute. Or you have the left facing bracket, and that means that you're putting it back into your future log. I'll talk about a future log in just a minute. But really what you're doing is it's just kind of showing you the direction that things are going. It sounds kind of weird. It definitely threw me off. It took me a minute to get used to. But just remember that a right bracket means you're moving something forward into a collection or something you're going to be doing in the immediate future. And migrating it to the left or a left-facing bracket means you're migrating it into your future log, which is means you're going to plan for something in the future. This is where those visuals come in really handy as you're trying to think through that. But overall, it's a really great way to do it. And then the last thing that I like to talk about is just crossing out something if it doesn't happen. Reality is tasks, you'll put them down on a piece of paper, but things change or you don't need to do that anymore. You just draw a line through it. That means, you know what? Don't worry about this thing anymore. It's been done. It's out of your brain. It's good to go. Now, just a minute ago, you heard me talk about a future log. Inside of the bullet journal system, there are groups of pages that are called collections. And this is really what starts to help you get and organize your things. So an index technically would be considered a collection because it's where all of your page numbers and topics go as you're building out your journal. The other thing is a future log. So the future log is where you put and plan for the future. When I mentioned to you earlier that the bullet journal system is to track the past, organize the present, and plan out the future, that's what your future log is for you. There's really easy ways to set this up. They don't have to be too crazy, but really what I do is just put the month 
And then anything that needs to happen inside of that month, if I know that it is there, birth dates, those things will go into your future log to plan. And even as you're working through your journal, as I mentioned, you will migrate things, say migrate back to the future, but back to the future log. After so much time, something's not getting accomplished. I think the best thing to do is just plan to take it on a different day. And you can put things into the future, into a different month if you need to. Not everything is going to be an instant action or something you have to do right away, but you definitely want to jot it down and then review through these at the end of the week to move them there. So the future log is just a way for you to plan for the future. What I usually do is as I'm starting each month, I'll go to my future log and take a look at any of those notes or tasks or events. And then I bring them into my next collection page, which is called your monthly log. Now your monthly log is here to do a few things for you. It's there to help you give an overview of your entire month. So a lot of the time, what I'll do, and even the original bullet journal system is almost create like a a calendar for yourself, so to say. You're putting the numbered dates of the week and the days of the week, Monday through Friday or Monday through Sunday, however you want to set this up for yourself. And that's where you put extra tasks or notes or things that need to happen inside of there. That's also where you might put an overarching task or theme that you're trying to accomplish within a month as well. I know a lot of people who will set up monthly goals for themselves and a monthly log is a great place to put that as a reminder because you're always referencing back to this page as you go throughout your weeks to make sure that you're getting things in week to week. Once you move on from that monthly log, the next thing you can do is either take on a weekly or a daily log. Now, a weekly log helps you take a look across an entire week. I actually use them a lot in my bullet journal. It just helps me really plan each day. I have a daily log for each thing, but I plan out my entire week. So as I have meetings or events throughout, I can get all of that at a glance. The other way to do it is just a daily log, which is the simplest form of bullet journaling is that rapid logging. You will put the date at the top of your page. Today is Monday the 1st. And you write down everything that happens in that day, any notes or tasks or anything that you need to remember is happening. And then at the end of the day, you write the next day's date on there. Today is Tuesday the 2nd. And then you do the thing all over again. And you're always referencing back to the previous days to make sure you're accomplishing the things that you wanted to try to get done in those days. There's also custom collection pages that you can create inside of your bullet journal as well. I actually do this for my own projects. And I also do this for my one-on-ones with my team because my bullet journal is used almost exclusively for work. I do have some personal items that I put in there if I need to remember dates or events. But I have custom collections for my one-on-ones with my team members. I have them for my reoccurring meetings that I have just as a singular place to keep all those ideas and notes. And I also have custom collection logs for things that I do on the side, like doodle challenges that I do with my friend, Nicole, as well if I'm planning for a trip and I need like a task list or to remember the things I need to accomplish or even just a project, a mind map, anything like that. They don't necessarily fall into your daily or your weeklies, but they need their own personal space. You give them a page and you take it back to your index and you write it down that it's there so you can remember where it is. So those are all the main pieces of a bullet journal. I hope that I did a good job of explaining the basics of bullet journaling, but those are the main pieces that you have. You have your index. That's where all of your topics and all of your pages are going to go. That's your table of contents for your notebook. You have your key, which has all your signifiers in it, your bullet point. That's for your task, a dash line for your notes, a circle for the events. You're going to cross out your bullets when they're done. That task is complete, or you're going to migrate them forwards or backwards, depending on what needs to happen with 
that. You have your priority signifiers, your exclamation points, your asterisks to really make sure that your task is sending out and that you're accomplishing it. And then you have those custom collection pages as well. You have your future log to help you jot down your notes and actions and things that need to happen. You have your monthly log, which is your overview of your month. And then you have your weekly or your daily log, which helps you take on the day-to-day tasks or the week-to-week tasks that you're trying to accomplish as well. And as I've mentioned a handful of times now, if you go to bulletjournal.com, it's all spelled out really nicely for you as well. I also have a beginner's video on YouTube as well that you can watch and follow along. And I actually set that entire notebook up using a lined notebook. Some people think that the bullet journal gets its name from the dot journals, the dot pages that exist in some of the notebooks you see a lot of bullet journalists using. But really, that's not what it is. We just talked about the bullet, the task, the action item. That's where the bullet journal gets its name from. There are a lot of different notebooks out there. There's a lot of different stationery and companies. I talk about a lot of them on my social media channels. I've done reviews of them on my YouTube channel as well. So if you're ever looking for a notebook or an idea, you can always feel free to reach out to me on any of those platforms or watch any of those videos or take a look. I love talking about them. I do have a passion for stationery. It's another hobby of mine. So what I want to talk about next is the good. What I've learned about bullet journaling from myself, the bad, the things that haven't worked out so well, not about the system itself, what I've learned about it for myself, but also what I've gotten out of it, the positives. I also do want to talk about some of the negative aspects of it, at least from my perspective that I've seen both from myself and from others. And then the last thing I'm going to leave you with today are some top tips or the things that you need to know about bullet journaling to get started for yourself. So let's start with the good. Overall, I can tell you for myself over the past four, almost five years that I've been bullet journaling, I have been holding myself accountable every day and every week for that time to get things done. If I'm writing it down inside of my journal, it means that I want to accomplish this by the end of the week or by a certain day. And I look at my journal all day long. So if there's an email I need to send or a project I need to update, I'm holding myself accountable to get those things done. I find myself jotting down those notes. I've also really gotten in touch with my analog self. I know that sounds kind of weird. Now they said touching my analog self, but overall, not being connected to an app, not having to be on my phone or my laptop or my iPad. It's actually nice sometimes. Putting those things away, not being distracted and focusing right inside of your notebook is an amazing thing because you're not getting your notifications in your notebook when someone has something they need you to do or you get an email. You're not getting a little ping. You don't have to charge your notebook You do need to make sure your pen has ink in it. But aside from that, you don't need to worry about any of those additional things when you're working inside of a notebook. And you can take it almost anywhere with you and be good to go and make sure that your thoughts and your task and everything's just flowing. I've also really rediscovered my love for pens and stationery. One of the tips that I'm going to tell you about is that you don't need all that stationery to get started. You really only need a pen. But for me personally, I've always loved pens and I've always loved art materials and having an art background, it's always been really key for me as a way of creative expression. But I value a good pen now. You can use a Bic or a really cheap pen from wherever. You don't need anything fancy, but I know what I like now. I know the flow of the inks that I like. I know the colors that I like. I know what it feels like to have a good smooth pen go across a piece of paper. And for me, that's just been valuable for me. And I really love the fact that I've been able to do that as a part of just learning more about that. 
I've also reflected on myself a lot inside of my journal. I know when I'm having good days and when I have bad days. I've been writing down notes inside of my journal for a long time now about things that have happened at work or events that are going on that I maybe don't feel great about or really exciting things. I'm going to celebrate the great things that are happening and I'll write about that just in a brief little side note on my journal. I don't have a whole separate page for that or anything. Just inside that page, it's just a good reminder that I go back on. And it's been really awesome for me personally to read back through these, as I had mentioned before, and just really see where I was and where I've gone in a certain amount of time. It's been great. So those are all of the things I've learned about myself, just holding myself accountable, showing appreciation for the materials and things that I'm using, and then also just being able to look back on myself and reflect. So some of the bad things that have come along with bullet journaling, and this is for me specifically, but I know others have also experienced this because they shared this with me. I can get lost inside of the creative chaos. And what I mean by that is that I can get overly influenced by other people. I am always on Instagram and on YouTube and Pinterest and other places like that, just putting out my own content. I also consume a lot of this content myself. I don't just live inside my own little bubble here. And you see these amazing pages that people are creating and you see just just the skill that's out there and the artistry. And I try to imitate that sometimes. And what I found for myself is I will quickly learn that that's just not me. There might be something that I want to learn on the side, maybe in a sketchbook or imitate. But for myself and for my personal journal, I've just found it best to incorporate pieces that I like, but not trying to do what other people are doing. And for a long time, I felt like I had to do that. I had to be big and showy, but I wasn't getting any value out of that. Those were some of my worst weeks inside of my bullet journal when I was trying to be like other people and not be like myself. Now, one of the bad things, I talked about a good thing about being analog. You don't need to charge your notebook. You don't need to worry about a power source. But the one bad thing about analog is that it doesn't travel with you everywhere. I don't carry my journal everywhere I go. When I'm at work, Obviously, I have it in my backpack with me. When I'm working at home right now, it's here at my desk constantly. But I don't take this around with me throughout the house. And I didn't necessarily take it around with me when I would go out to lunch or if I was going to an event or something like that. That just isn't how I work. I know some people do. This is like their daily companion. It's their best buddy. But for me, it isn't. So sometimes if you need to jot down a note or an event or something like that and you don't have your journal right there and you rely on that heavily, things can get lost. Now, I've learned how to use technology in my phone and my calendar and notes app along with my bullet journal, but I had to work hard on that. I had to remember, hey, Mark, don't just keep that task inside of your phone. You do need to bring it back inside of your bullet journal so you don't forget about it. The other thing that has been kind of a bad part about it, it's been a a good and a bad thing, is the social media obsession. Now, I myself decided to start a bullet journal account, an Instagram account, and a YouTube channel I wanted to inspire other people. I wanted to show them how a guy does this because guys are kind of this very rare little group of individuals inside of this community, future podcast on that topic as well. But there's not a whole lot of guys. And when I was looking for inspiration, I wasn't seeing a lot of that. And I wanted to be that for other people and not just guys. I think I've also realize over time now, maybe men who bullet wasn't the best name because I want to be there for everyone, not just guys. But for me, Starting these accounts was great, but I got very obsessed about it early on. I was so focused on growing the social media account. Social media became a job for me versus something fun. The idea was to chronicle my journey through bullet journaling, and that quickly grew into me trying to start a little side business for myself and grow a brand out of it. I work in marketing. I work in design. I do that all day long. 
I'm not mad at it. I actually really love it. But for a long time, probably the first year or two, I was completely obsessed with it. And I think I turned it into more of a job than fun. And now I've come out of that just a better person. I know that it is more important to interact with the people. I've met some of the coolest people around the world who are also bullet journalists and are in this space. And I'm so thankful for the relationships that I've been able to build by finding a common hobby with other individuals. But that was just a bad thing for me personally. There's a lot of value that I've gotten out of it, though. So I won't say it's all bad, but just for me, it was just a big obsession. It was just not good stuff. So let me go through the top five things that I like to tell everybody who is going to start a bullet journal. First and foremost, you've heard me say it a lot of times, I always recommend going to bulletjournal.com and going through the Get Started video that's there. That will tell you everything you need to know to get started. There's great documentation there, as well as a walkthrough of all of the signifiers and pieces of a bullet journal. The first thing to get started, and what I like to tell everybody, is keep it simple when you're starting out. All you need is a journal and a pen or a pencil. It does not need to be a fancy journal or a fancy pen or pencil. I'm gonna leave that up to you, but just know that those are the only two things that you need to start a bullet journal. You do not need any art supplies or stickers or stamps or anything because the first thing I want you to do is just focus on those foundations and getting the system into a good spot that it's working for you to be really productive and accomplish your personal goals that you want to. Now, once you feel good about it, go ahead, buy yourself some nice pens or some other things to add into it, but always start with that foundation. One of the things I like to tell people is that no amount of stationery is going to make you a better planner. It's completely up to you to be a better planner. Do not think that a fancy pen is going to suddenly revolutionize the way that you organize your life. Just make your handwriting look nicer. The second thing that you need to know is all of the basics of bullet journaling the index, the future log, your bullets, your dashes, your migration, how you use those things together. That's a really important part because it's a foundational piece of bullet journaling. So just make sure that you understand it first. And if at any point you're unsure and you have a question, use me as a resource. I'm totally here for you. The next thing, and this is a big one, it's absolutely 100% okay to make mistakes in your journal. Mess that thing up cross things out, skip a page, it's totally okay. I know a lot of people who will get a few pages into a bullet journal, make a mistake and try to rip out a page or go and buy a whole new journal because they made a mistake. My friend, if you feel like you have to rip the page out to make yourself feel better, do it. But my recommendation is to just flip the page. Or in one of my very first days inside of my bullet journal, I was setting up my future log and I messed up right away and I had a whiteout on my first page. Was I happy about it? No. It was very hard for me not just to start all over. My best advice for you is please do not worry about making mistakes. The next thing I like to tell everybody is do not compare yourself to anybody else that you see online or anybody else that you might know that bullet journals. A bullet journal is a very personal thing and it's super important that it works for you. Don't let anybody tell you how to do it. But if someone sees it and they go, that's not how you bullet journal, they can go somewhere else because you do not need that in your life. Follow the foundations, build upon it as you want to, but everything is up to you. The next tip that I like to give people, make sure that you're always referring back to your previous pages as you're migrating to your next week and reading back over any of the notes or tasks that you have. 
Sometimes you're going to write things down and you're going to forget about them. It's just reality. It happens. But if you're constantly looking over and rereading your notes and making sure that things are moving and you're accomplishing the things that you want to do, you're going to be much more productive. And I can guarantee you that you're going to feel better about yourself and how you're using your journal. The last thing that I'm going to tell you about getting started with the bullet journal is start your bullet journal anytime. This isn't a New Year's resolution. I know for some people it is to get organized and do that. But if you want to start a bullet journal today, do not wait until the beginning of the month or the quarter or whatever that might be for you or a new year. Grab yourself a notebook, set up those first few pages for yourself, write down the date that you're starting this thing. If it's today, write down today's date and start rapid logging and putting your bullets in your task right underneath of that. You do not need to have a perfect notebook all set up, ready to go to start on a Monday to make those things happen. I'm not gonna tell you how to run your journal. I just kind of gave that note to myself. Don't let other people tell you how to do it. But really, do not wait to get started inside of your bullet journal. It is a super helpful tool. It's gonna really help revolutionize the way that you work and keep yourself going and keep it together. So start anytime. If you make mistakes, it's totally cool. Don't worry about it. So those are my tips for you today. And that's going to be the end of this podcast today. I want to thank you so much for hanging out, listening, and being a part of this Hobbyist Hangout crew. I'd love for you to follow along with the Hobbyist Podcast, whether it's reaching out, asking questions, or just dropping a comments on future posts. You can do that on Instagram, instagram.com slash hobbyist hangout, and also on Twitter at hobbyist hangout, having conversations on there, getting conversations going. And especially around this topic with bullet journaling, it can be a little complex and overwhelming. But as I mentioned before to you, I'm totally here for you. I've been doing it for a while. And there's other people in this community too that are just there for you as well. Don't feel bad about reaching out to them or asking questions. There's a really great community inside the bullet journal community and overall planning community. Use those resources and let's have some fun. Thanks so much again for checking out the Hobbyist Hangout podcast. And I'll talk with you very soon. See ya.